Welcome to the Wilton Report, your local real estate market update with Josh Wilton, respected real estate agent, broker, consultant, and co-owner of Queenston Realty in Princeton, New Jersey. Each week on the Wilton Report, Josh Wilton takes a deep dive into the research and analysis to provide you with the insider real estate information you need to buy and sell faster and smarter. Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Wilton Report. And a lot going on in the market. I don't know if anyone's heard, but interest rates are slightly climbing, and we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the fact that the market doesn't care. (laughs) So we're going to go into some detail uh, as to what's happening in the market uh, in terms of interest rates and inventory, which is a big one. And then we're going to just talk about really simple strategies to break down the market to kind of eliminate the noise that you're hearing to help you think clearly if you're buying or selling uh, real estate, more on the residential side than the commercial. So the theme of today's Wilton Report is the market doesn't care. So before we get to that, obviously, interest rates have been going up. The Fed is doing its utmost to fight inflation. And uh, in order to do that, they have to raise interest rates. It is an old uh tool in the bag of the Fed, but it is what it is. Inflation has been soaring. We all knew it was coming, I guess, when the government prints money uh, in a pandemic. You have to kind of pay the bill later. Right now, we are paying the bill. So we are seeing rising interest rates. They have had their largest weekly increase in 35 years. Uh, Again, they've been at incredibly historic lows for the past, I guess, probably five to 10 years. Uh, So this year, this week, we're at 5.78, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association and Freddie Mac. Um, pretty big jump from where we were. I will tell you that 5.78, the interest rates aren't high. They're just not what you were used to. When I started selling real estate, the interest rates were 10. And guess what? People are buying and selling homes. People don't buy and sell homes because of interest rates. They buy and sell homes because it's that time in their life. So interest rates will have an affect on the market. We'll talk about that. Talk a little bit locally about what's going on in Princeton. So here's a screen grab. Uh, I pulled this off of Zillow just this morning about 6 o'clock. So this is this morning's press. This is what's going to market for interest rates. The 30-year on Zillow is they're saying 5.52, 20-year 5.12. Your payment's higher, but you're paying less interest over a shorter period of time. 15-year fix, 4.6. Then you get into the arms. I'm not a big fan of arm products. I never have been. 5.35, 4.87. I was actually talking to an investor yesterday who refied his house into a 10-year arm. Of course, the 10-year arm was up this week. His interest rate jumped two points, right? He's still probably at an overall net interest rate of three and a half. However, uh, his, his mortgage payment just went up on his personal residence. So I'm not a huge fan of arms. I think you lock in for the long term and make do. Different people have different opinions. That's mine. Uh, the 30-year FHA, you wonder if the FHA is going to make a comeback in terms of viability in this environment. It's 4.63, and you only need 3.5% down uh, in the FHA market. And the 30-year VA for veterans is 4.71. So the rates overall, I'll be honest, are not that high. Historically, they're not that high. Short-term history, they're high compared to where we were at 2% or 2.3% when the Fed was doing its utmost to prevent the economy from going off a cliff during the pandemic. So it's just a big balancing act by the federal government. It will affect the market. So what's going on in Princeton? Because I, again, we do talk about other markets uh, on this podcast. 
However, uh, today we're going to kind of talk about Princeton because the examples I'm going to talk about within the market are for Princeton really from this past week. So the biggest thing I will tell you is the inventory issue, which we've talked about uh, on the show before. So last June, there was 116 homes for sale in Princeton. Right now, there's 87. So you have 29 fewer homes for sale. Uh, inventory accumulation is down, meaning homes are still selling just as fast. That is a mid-month number. Um, we really won't have accurate data, obviously, until the end of June, and I'll do half a year uh, roll-up, which we'll get into some real uh, micro detail on the market. But basically, we're still in an undersupplied environment in Princeton. And I think a lot of the core uh, metro markets, uh, I can't speak to other markets because I'm not a market expert. So you shouldn't either because the market doesn't care. So here's here's the theme of today. So when the news shifts, right? So you're coming from a robust economy to one where there may be recession. Uh, recession does not mean housing crash, by the way. Uh, you're coming from a low interest rate environment to a moderate interest rate environment or a midterm interest rate environment. Um, opinions start to swirl, right? You read the news, you read the newspaper, you listen to cable TV, whatever. But here's the reality. The market doesn't care about opinions, interpretations, factoids you heard from your TV commentator or your buddy's friend's uncle. Somebody said something. The market doesn't care. And I'm going to give you some concrete examples of that uh, because the market is the market and it always seems to find its own level. So I'm going to give you some examples of some houses and some things that have happened in the last five days in the Princeton market uh, so you can get your head around what's happening locally and hopefully walk away with a strategy to understand the market a little bit better perhaps than you did before if you're thinking of buying or selling or investing. So this particular house, I'm not going to give the uh, address. It's not my listing. Um, it's in a Little Brook neighborhood. It's a colonial listed for $1.305 million. And just remember that number, $1.305. And $474 a square foot is what this house comes out on a purchase price at that asking price. When you look at the comparable data, right? This is where you have to get micro when you're purchasing or selling. 8 Robert Road, Colonial, asking price, 562 bucks a square foot, right? 175 Hamilton, Colonial, 567 bucks a square foot. 194 Dodds, 476 bucks a square foot. The issue with 194 Dodds, in my opinion, it needs work, right? This particular house, this Little Brook Colonial, needed no work. Move in ready, really lovely, great floor plan. You don't even have to paint to move in. Modern kitchen. Huge lot, half an acre, conforming. So Dodds at 474 needs work, right? The other ones are uh, trading in the mid fives. Nine Lytle, Colonial, 546 bucks a square foot. Guess what? Needed no work, mint condition. Uh, Linwood, 502 bucks a square foot, same street. And that's a split level, right? The split levels do not sell in a higher, as high a price per square foot uh, of the Colonial. So the Colonial's, that are in great condition are trading in the 500 to, well, I should say 550 to 600 bucks a square foot. This particular colonial is asking 474. So guess what? Had eight offers, <laughs> right? And it sold well above the asking price. Why? Because the market's trading at 550 bucks for this type of product, not reflective in the asking price. The market always finds its own level. So if you say, wow, one three, 
474, but I have to pay so much above the asking price. You're not. You're paying 550 bucks a square foot, which is the market. So here's another little house, 5 Sergeant Street. Uh, great little listing. Again, not our listing. Listed at 625. So this is kind of like an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit. Uh, it's a little freestanding house uh, that's part of a condo association for a house next door. Two bedroom, one bath comes out to about 620 bucks a square foot. Newer build, 2017. So you can see where the market is. Um, there's another ADU on Princeton Kingston Road that's brand new construction, or I should say a rehab, at 563 bucks a square foot. It is not detached, right? It is not a freestanding home. It's attached to the main house. And the feedback I've heard on it isn't that great. Um, there was an ADU on Guyot that sold at 786 bucks a square foot. So you can see the average sale prices for these accessory dwelling units are 700 bucks a square foot, 721 bucks a square foot. These are big numbers for these units. This one, again, was listed at 620 bucks a square foot. Guess what? Multiple offers sold above the ASCII price last week. So if you're looking at it and go, I would never pay 600 and some odd thousand dollars for a small house like that. You don't have to because the market doesn't care. <laughs> somebody, somebody will because it fits their needs. This house on Woodland in Princeton, this is our firm's listing. Uh, great, great house. Only single family house in Princeton, I think under 900,000 or it was because it's now under contract. The issue with this house, not that it's a big issue, it's that it's off 206 versus being in a downtown uh, Riverside, Little Brook, downtown neighborhood. So it's, you know, you have to get go to 206 to access it, which, you know, location is a rule of real estate. However, this three bedroom, two and a half bath went on the market for 350 bucks a square foot. And if you look, I even highlighted column F. The averages for single families, 521, 480, 481. That house on Woodland at 350 bucks a square foot is a steal. It did sell above asking price. Why? Because the market doesn't care about the location as much uh, as we thought. So it is a wonderful house, sold above asking price, very happy for the seller. So when you're looking at the market, it's very important to get to this level of detail. Uh, we, this, this particular pricing analysis is something I do for every seller. It's something I do for every buyer because I want them to have total clarity as to what they're getting into in a bidding situation, when they're putting the house on the market, everything. I don't do anything shooting from the hip. I break it down, beds, baths, square footage, assessment, relationship to the assessed value, location, lot size, et cetera. So, and style of home obviously makes a huge impact. So as we come into the shifting market and as we come into a market where some uh, communities will be impacted by the shift, right? Um, and when you're in a high gas price, moderate interest environment, it's the communities that are really, really far from job locations, despite COVID, right? If you have to go in three days a week, it still matters uh, where your house is located. So I don't know if it's going to matter as much as it has in the past, right? But we'll find out. We're in kind of new territory. So I want to buy, but I don't want to overpay. So what do I do? The, my first advice is work with a realtor who knows the market. Work with a realtor who's going to take the time to kind of break things down and look at things from a market perspective versus in this perspective of an opinion because opinions just don't matter, right? The market doesn't care about our opinions. Secondly, do an analysis of the market as it relates to the home. Price per square foot, 
look at the assessment, look at the multiple of the assessment where it's trading in the market. Then you look at and factor in condition, you factor in location. All of these, all of these items, embeds and bass, will tell a story and will give you a very clear indicator where the house you're looking to sell or buy sits and fits in the market. So I'll give you an example. I had a, not a bad text exchange, but a text exchange with another realtor who has a buy level for sale in Princeton currently. He's asking 650 bucks a square foot. The only other buy level that I could find that's under contract is under contract at 380 bucks a square foot. I don't know, but I think that particular seller has a math problem. We'll find out, the market will tell us. So you do an analysis of the market as it relates to the home, not the home, right? Not the quartz countertop, the doesn't matter. It's the overall market conditions that you want to factor in before you factor in uh, condition of the property. So the other thing too, stay in touch with your lender. You should be working with a local lender who's available seven days a week, nights and weekends, because if you're going to be putting an offer in on Saturday night, before you put that offer in, you want the lender to check your rate and kind of confirm your monthly payment and make sure that you're comfortable um, if rates have spiked in two weeks and you haven't checked it, check your monthly payment before you put in the bid. Maybe you don't want to put in as high as a bid based on what your uh, monthly payment will be. So stay in touch with your lender, monitor your monthly payment as it relates to your bidding strategy. That's more for the buyers than for the sellers. Obviously, the sellers, you want to monitor the overall market conditions. And for buyers, again, use an escalation clause. If you don't want to overpay, use an escalation clause because your bid will be predicated on the next best bid. Some sellers don't accept them, in which case you really have to go into the weeds on the, on the numbers, uh, which is why we do what we do. So that's today's episode of the Wilton Report. Um, more to come. It's kind of a dynamic time in the market. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can always find us uh, on YouTube. Please don't forget to subscribe. We're on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. All the links are in my description. Please check them out, and I will see you online. And as always, please feel free to reach out with any questions. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Wilton Report. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe to the Wilton Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.